You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. McGregor versus Poirier. Three. It's all set for UFC 264 and DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you walk away with cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win. Buy first round knockout and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. Bet a dollar on McGregor versus Poirier to win by first round knockout. You win $264. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey. There's baseball going on and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $264 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings. I lost my spot. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome to episode 61, season two of Red Wings Rant, uh, brought to you by the Brothers of Discussion and uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, where tirades and passion pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Uh, today's episode, we are going to be taking a look at the 2021 NHL draft again, and uh, we'll highlight a few possibilities at pick 22. That's right. Uh, we'll get uh, a little bit more familiar with who's at the tail end of that first round, see if there's anybody we want to uh, outsmart uh, the rest of the NHL. Uh, <laughs> if uh, if there's anybody that uh, probably fits right in that mold of that 22 spot. Of course, we've talked about a couple of folks that might drop that far, and I'll highlight them in a second. But before we get into too much of that, this actually might be a good time to ask you, Mike. I know uh, we, we, we don't want this to go on too long, but... Do you think just with, you know, the five picks and two rounds, do we get away, like, do we get away from we need a center and just kind of look at, you know, you've got, you've got drapes in the war room, 
just looking for the highest skilled possibility, you know, whatever, whatever has seen, like you mentioned his success uh, when playing with the likes of Shane Wright, do we just look for the guy that's going to, you know, be able to play well with uh, not playing with Shane, Wright, But in the same tournament as Shane, Wright? Uh, well, I would say that uh, I think what you're getting at is, you know, maybe not look for need so much and just best player available. Um, but, you know, once you get past, you know, arguably the first, you know, nine, nine or 10 picks, depending on who you ask, it just kind of the skill levels all are, you know, kind of on similar wavelengths and you're, you're just deciding which flaw you want to ride with. Um, and that's kind of where I wanted to bring up a prospect to you. Um, just because I, I have a feeling he's going to be available um, at 22 and he's probably going to be available uh, for <laughs> two if round. Not three of our second round uh, picks, Matt. I, I don't know if you're buckled in for this one. Atu, Ratu. Now, that, yeah, <laughs> it's a tough one because, you know, this is a guy, he, he wasn't like, uh, you know, he wasn't like a, just highly touted. He was, they were looking at him as number one pick. Like it was going to be Atu and then the rest of the draft. And this guy just totally went ice cold. Uh, his point production just, you know, fell off a cliff um, where he was, you know, Thirty-three percent of his games, and then he had like five in, in thirty-five games last season, which is kind of a big yikes. Um, but my God, man, he still got the size. You know, he still got that um, that really hard shot. That you know, not not uh, not a lot of people in this draft, or you know, many drafts are going to be able to do. Um, the critique now is that he just hasn't quite gotten to a point where he's he's made it uh, happen quick enough, where it can be sustainable at the NHL level. Um, but knowing that Iserman has all these, you know, extra picks kind of in that same slotted um, area, I know that we want to look at best player available, but it could also mean we know Iserman likes his reclamation projects. Um, guys maybe, you know, um, fell down the ladder in terms of how other people, you know, perceive their worth and giving them another shot. And I don't know if Atu just, you know, had his confidence drop a little bit. Um you know, he tried, maybe tried to do a little too much to score, Matt. Maybe not necessarily at 22, but do you see Eiserman eyeballing this guy? Maybe at 22 or one of our second-round picks. I think if he's in the second round, this is something I would snatch up right away. Uh, I, It's one of those things, like, based on his, his performance, right, in the last year, you would you would see this as more of like a second round pickup in my opinion, uh, but he was ranked so high the years previous, uh, I should say years prior, that you just you can't let him slip outside the first round. Um, so I think, like you said with with Steve, um, and I brought this up earlier, is is like do you do you want to play the game that I'm smarter than everyone uh, kind of thing? Like I I see something that nobody else is seeing. He was supposed to be number one. I'm going to grab him at 22 because he's still sitting there. Of course, he could be gone before that, too. Um, Or, you know, and I'm not going to put this as like, or do you roll the dice and see if he's available in round two? Um, It's more or less just, do you just let him go? Because you've seen seen him drop production-wise, and you should be seeing these guys elevate their game. So to answer that question, I'm just going to remind everybody that we've had one hell of a year, uh, a, a hell of a year and a half. Um, 
And if if you want to point to that and say someone should be able to play at a high level despite all that, I I can I can respect that comment. But I, I think too, like we and, and Eiserman has said himself, like you've got a goal scorer, you've got a passer, it's all instinct. Um the 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 kind of thing where we brought up before teaching Zadina how to be a good two way forward. That's the importance of strategy. That's the importance of, you know, what you want to build in a culture of, of your franchise. That's where coaching comes into play. So I, I think if they see something that they can mine out of him, um, based on what they've seen in previous years, like is the shot still there? Is the playmaking ability still there? The skate still there? Um, I think absolutely uh, they, they would, they would fire away at that. But um I don't know. I, I this does fill my my box right for a center. It's just it's one of those scary things, and that's that's where you know I, I keep posing the question: Do you want to play that game? Are you are you smarter than everyone else? Um, and I think the Red Wings. I'll, I'll end it this way: I think the Red Wings with five picks in the first two rounds can play that game. And they have some they have some leeway to kind of say, all right. This guy was easy, number one, a year ago. He's available at 22. Boom, we're taking him. If it doesn't work out, we've got another four picks that we can see if we can pull one, you know, or, you know what What did we What did we say before? We wanted three or four NHLers, hopefully Ooh. one guy out of yeah. this draft. Um, you know, we've still got plenty of spots that could fill in. Yeah, uh, I, you know, three or four would be outstanding. Um, I, I just think, I don't know if I would call it, and I'm not trying to, you know, uh, disagree with you, but I'm just saying that um, it might not necessarily be we're the smartest guy in the room, but if other teams, you know, with fewer draft picks, you know, have to try and make the most of, you know, what they have, are they going to roll the dice on a guy who, you know, kind of, got cold yeah. um, and hasn't quite had the numbers. So, uh, you know, Eiserman can maybe take that risk because he has that extra capital um, to, um, you know, uh, no pun intended to Washington. He has that extra capital to, uh, you know, roll the dice on a guy like Katu. So no, uh, that, yeah. you're, that's the smartest point uh, to be made in this whole episode so far. You can roll the dice uh, because you have you have all those extra picks. I, I I think that's the smartest take. That that might be why it's an easy grab uh, for Steve. I you no. might not even. I mentioned before rolling the dice and letting it go to the second round. Um, why bother? Right? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw one more name at you. Um, and it's a similar it's similar in that they're both risks but for totally different reasons um atu it you know he kind of showed us early on like whoa maybe this guy has elite you know scoring ability um and he's he's got pretty good size but it doesn't quite look like he's developing or he's got that go 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 engine um and that's where i wanted to throw trevor wong at you so he will definitely be there at 22 it would probably be way too early to take him um this would probably be more of a second round pick but um, just in terms of, you know, the flaws that you see in Atu versus the flaws you see in Trevor, uh, Wong's negatives are not his, of not, not of his own doing. Um, he's probably, you know, he, he comes in, 
uh, advertised as the most fearless man in the draft. Uh, five foot eight, Matt, 154 pounds. He's roughly two golden retrievers in weight. <laughs> Uh, but he's, you know, he's five foot eight, but he skates really well. Uh, really dynamic guy. Um, uses a, you know, he's got to have a lot of skill to get any kind of positioning and get any kind of, you know, opportunity to get a goal. Cause he's not, you know, he's not bigger than anybody on the ice. Uh, but he just plays with, you know, really great pace. Um, the vision's really good. The defense, he, he just really commits to that. Um, for me, uh, just reading more and more about this guy, I, I know Red Wing fans, I think we, we did have a little moment with somebody, I would say maybe like Erie Hoodler um, with the size, but obviously Wong plays totally different. Um, you know, more of a cannonball on defense where he, I, I think he puts a lot of pride into that. Um, and he's such a full effort guy, um, you know, knowing that the Red Wings, uh, not so much this season, but in the you know previous season or two, we were kind of worried about, ooh, uh, you know, what's, what's kind of the feeling in this locker room? Do we have guys who are ready to, you know, give it their all every night? This guy would have no issue doing that. Um, so maybe we wouldn't be able to see him as, you know, one of our top six players. Um, uh, but you know, he'd be a bottom six forward. Um, and as some of our, you know, um, I'm looking at you helm, uh, players kind of in that vein, you know, a little bit on the smaller side, all speed, all defense, you know, start to get longer in the tooth. Maybe this is a spot where we look at Wong. Um, and we know from what he's seen that at the very least, we're going to give a guy who 100% gives a shit. Um, where so many of these other players, it, it looks like, you know, we're waiting for them to, you know, um, develop, show consistency, long game to game basis, always consistent, um, always a, a motor that never stops. Matt, where do you see Wong as a potential Red Wing draft pick? I, I think this is the same game uh, like I was playing with Mackie Samuskevich is that um, probably more more skill, uh, clearly, uh, with Mackie. But, you know, a lot of people are ranking him, you know, deep, maybe not deep, but in the mid range of the second round. And I'm still sitting there going, well, I don't want him to I don't want him to get picked up by somebody else. So I, I'm taking Mackie. And that's kind of <laughs> where the interest starts. I I think we could be safe crossing our fingers and getting Trevor in the, in the second round. I I don't know, like in the same vein that you would risk it, right. To, to make sure you get, or not to make sure, but to test out Atu Ratu and see if we were right about him a year ago and maybe not so right about him this year. Um, I, I, I would, I would see Trevor as a second round pick. Now, if you're talking about where do I see Trevor fitting, uh, you know, in a roster, uh, probably in a few years, I think this guy would, his journey to the Red Wings would be fan favorite in Grand Rapids uh, as they make a run at the Calder Cup. (laughs) And then just, you know, turning into the guy who finally gets his shot. Um, And if you're trying to round out like, um, you know, a grind line type, I think Tampa Bay is showing us that you don't necessarily need a grind line, but you can have, you know, four highly skilled guys that grind hard and can get you wins. But then there's Montreal that says, yeah, we can, we can grind, we can grind shit out against you. Um, so where I'm going with this is that that's where you, you plug in the tiny little Trevor along with Giovanni Smith. And there's your goddamn grind line. <laughs> you got a guy that's going to be running at a hundred miles an hour with a guy who's uh, going to bruise the hell out of you. 
Um, Who also has a motor that doesn't really quit, but that's what you're looking for with the grind line. You're looking to take those other, you know, the other side uh, of the fence. You're trying to take their top lines or their top six and break it up. And you're pairing them with your bottom six and you could just wear them down with, you know, maybe not a shot on goal, but at least some puck possession because you can't, you know, you can't get these guys off the boards. So fit for draft second. I think we, you know, this is one of those where I'm, I'm okay if somebody drafts them, but if you took them, you know, in one of those first two second round picks, I that's exciting to me. And then uh, team wise, absolutely, pair him up with somebody like Giovanni Smith, so he's got he's got some more muscle behind. Kind of offset it a little bit, yeah. Right. Um, I would just say is is uh, two more like comparisons I wanted to make. Um, I know that Hoodler as a Red Wing is kind of an obvious one, but in more recent memory, um, with the whole Cole Caulfield uh, fiasco, um, Cole, all five foot seven of them, uh, you know, we obviously whooping ass in the playoffs. We, the Red Wings would kind of get a redo on that and kind of see what our version of a five foot eight guy would look like. And then additionally, another name that keeps getting flown around, uh, floating, floated around, um, especially as this team tries to, you know, manage its cap situation would be Tyler Johnson of Tampa Bay. Um, another five foot eight guy. So I, knowing that there's a little bit of interest there, knowing that, you know, he could maybe get a redo on uh, the situation with Cole. This would just be sacrificing either your second first or one of your three seconds, um, you know, for a high effort guy who gives a shit um, and Wong. So I, I don't think it's that far-fetched, but if they don't, you know, pursue him with one of those picks, um, you know, we, we could still be acquiring somebody like Tyler Johnson to, you know, maybe get additional picks and then still get our five foot eight guy on the team. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I like him, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's where this, this is going to get so interesting, too, the deeper, you know, we get in the draft. And like I said, there, you can look at it as like, uh, you know, we, we kind of fall in love with these guys. Um, but I I don't know if I want to keep – because it's not the same conversation. But, you know, I was talking about do you, do you want to look like, um, you know, the, you're, you're the smartest guy in the room or is it like – picking the best guy that, that, you know, the consensus of, you know, who's the best available. Um, but with Trevor, I, it's so far outside of that. It just, it gets so hard to measure. Like when is a good time to draft a guy that could grade out to just be a bottom six forward and how, how, um, how replaceable is that, is that position? Um, Based, you know, you, you could talk about based on analytics, but then if you're getting a grinder, how important is the word fearless? You know, like you can get a guy that can rag the puck, but do you want to pass on fearless when you're trying to fill out your bottom six? Do you want to go forward, you know, into the playoff era that we're hoping is just a couple years away and knowing that, uh, Trevor could be making a huge difference. Like that's the kind of guy who makes a huge difference in the playoffs for you. I, 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 it's someone to me that I wish you hadn't brought him up because now I'm going to be super sad when I see him get drafted by someone else. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a flaw that, you know, with all those picks, that's one I would roll the dice on. 
Uh, I think wrapping this up, we had, uh, I, I just realized I'm missing one of the guys I wanted to talk about, um, <laughs> which is kind of a bummer. Uh, but one of the guys uh, we have on the list here, another uh, winger, Brennan Othman. This will be the last one we'll talk about today. He's six, uh, six feet tall, 174 pounds. Consolidated ranking has him at number 22. Uh, so a nice, easy name to, to pick out there as, as he'd be landing. If we looked at everybody's ranking system, he'd be landing right in our laps because that's that's how it should that's how it should turn out. Um, high pace attacker, precise, quick release, wrister, diverse rush patterns. The fool, even formidable defenders. That's from EP Rankside, an advanced puck protector, cutting off defenders' recovery routes before working play uh, to the inside. Uh, his hard shot and excellent release to get it off at his top speed is what separates him from others. That's uh, from 2019 and hockeyprospects.com. So not not anything to be too excited about with that last mention there. Uh, but Brennan. Um, at th- this is a guy that just kind of, <laughs> with everything we've talked about with everyone else, uh, I put Brendan in there because he's he's popped up on a lot of mock drafts, and it probably comes back to the fact that uh, Elite Prospects uh, Consolidated Rankings has him at 22. Um, so I, I'm i less excited about this. I feel like there's, there's less going on uh, with Brennan than any other guys we've mentioned. But it also works out to be a playmaker, who's a little more physical than the other guys we've talked about, uh, who should be, put a should on there, should be available at that spot and uh, would work out to like fit that role of like, who who do you pick up in the second round based on what everybody's seeing? Will you pick this guy up um, and you just go with, you know, this This is kind of going with that consensus, who's, who's the best available? Well, Brandon Othman at this point at pick 22, Left wing, six foot, 174 pounds, 16 points uh, in his last season. Um, played for Canada, got six points in seven games in the World Juniors, uh, the 18s. It just, you know, it just kind of fits, right? It's just not exciting. It's not as exciting because the the way that we talk about him isn't all about puck handling. It's not about um, all the skill that's getting that's it's being used. I, I guess like the uh, descriptive words just aren't as exciting uh, for Brennan, but um, it, it at least fits the whole, hey, who are you going to pick at 22? Probably this guy because he's, he's going to be sitting right there. Yeah. Um, just from what I've been, you know, reading about the guy, it's, it's all about physicality with him. You know, he gets credit for being one of the tougher guys um, yeah. that you can draft, especially at this spot. Um, you know, he grades out, grades out well physically. Um, and from what, uh, you know, what we're gleaning is that when he, when he, when he does play, not only is he, um, you know, instigating a lot of contact, um, people hate playing against him. Uh, so then, you know, (laughs) he gets the brunt, uh, attack of, of people, you know, seeing Othman's number on the ice and they want to go hit him. Um, and I know that you know, as far as Red Wing fan go, Red Wings fans go, that that would be a guy who uh, I think it would be pretty easy for him to kind of move up in their hearts. Um, you know, he's kind of got that old school. Why don't we have anybody who hits anybody? Um, that li- definitely <laughs> looks like Othman's uh, mo. Um, so I, I think that you know, if we're looking at at Wong potentially, if we're looking at Othman potentially, 
Um, these are two guys I think the narrative would be really easy to, to get Red Wing fans behind these kids um, and kind of root for their careers. You know, Othman being the big physical guy, uh, Wong being the small physical guy. Uh, <laughs> so um, pretty easy narrative to get behind those guys. And um, again, it's it's skill sets where you know, they're not really projected to be, you know, top six guys that you, you know, lean on for uh, playoff points or anything like that. But um, they both have that, um, you know, um, uh, positive um, impression they leave on the rush. Uh, Othman in particular, that's what he likes to do is push the puck forward and attack um, as soon as the puck hits his stick. So, um you know, neither of these guys are going to be shy, uh, both like asserting themselves. So, uh, yeah, it would it wouldn't be the sexiest pick, but I, I think it would be easy to root for those guys as you kind of watch them climb up, uh, you know, the minors. So I think we'll wrap up today. Um, I know I'm getting sleepy. Um, I got uh, finally got my my countertops in today. So I've been I've Ooh, been up pretty. pretty I got early. my new windows. Oh, oh, man, that's right. We both got stuff done today. Um it's kind yeah, of exciting, beautiful. isn't it? To yeah. like just walking around, you see your windows. I, I, we've left the house three times today, and every time I come back and we see the kitchen first, and there's the new countertops. It's it's so nice. Just um, yeah, the uh, installers and they're putting the windows in. They found uh, three different wasp nests in my siding, so Gross. very excited for the siding to get replaced here in the next uh, month. <laughs> Well, uh, I am scared to come back now. <laughs> Visit your house. Yeah. Um, no wasp nests, thankfully, in our cabinets uh, when yet. our counters were replaced. Oh, <laughs> you're going to bring over the queen uh, yep. from <laughs> just drop her in there. Um, well, it's all sealed up now, so you can't you can't do it. So, oh, fudge. Yeah. All right. Um, so with that, everybody, we'll wrap up this conversation. Uh, let's uh, get in there and watch uh, the Stanley Cup Finals and see if uh, the Lightning prevail. Uh, what's the score right now? One to nothing. All right. That's, that sounds pretty good for Tampa. Uh, it's, it's probably over. Um, yeah. If you guys want to hear us uh, do some more research on any of these other guys. <laughs> Oh, and we lost Matt. Well, uh, what Matt was trying to get at is uh, got to check out the YouTube channel, Red Wings Raid, Brothers of Discussion. We got absolutely everything you could ever want. Um, Matt broke down a lot of the top prospects that we'd be taking at number six. Um, and as you saw in this video, you know, we're trying to get uh, kind of the tougher picks um, in order here. Because, uh, again, this is where the draft kind of peters out. You don't know, you know, exactly. You're going to be drafting a flawed player this deep. Um, but yeah, Matt, uh, I don't know if you could hear me or not, but I was just breaking down. You, you looked at a lot of the top six picks and, uh, what we're trying to do is figure out these, these tougher ones, uh, where the talent level kind of evens out and you got to decide which, which, uh, wart are you okay to have? <laughs> where are you okay to have it? Right. Yeah. You got your roster. Where's the, um, yeah, then I, I just wanted to let everybody know, just send us the comments. If you want us to check anybody else out. Um, Kevin, yeah, this is the second time my camera just died as I'm wrapping up. Uh, but find us uh, as the Brothers of Discussion on YouTube. Uh, man, I am sweating bullets right now. Uh, it's you look like you're using my lamp. What's going on? Is it, is it hitting you, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> you feel it? Yeah. You can see it's kind of, oh, uh, I guess on this side. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of red. Uh, find us at uh, BOD Hockey on Twitter, Brothers of Discussion on Instagram. 
And uh, we'll keep pumping out these videos. Hopefully, you guys are having fun. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see you next week. Come down. Three more weeks. Woo! Woo! All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Have a good one. <laughs>